Get connected with Take-Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take-Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take-Two-Radio.com. The Mallard Report, the fastest hour in paranormal talk radio. Oh. It's the Mallard Report. Hey. It's the Mallard Report. The opinions expressed on the Mallard Report are those of the host and participants. All listeners are advised to make their own decisions. And now your host, Jim Mallard. Welcome to the Mallard Report. Before I forget, visit thepixiebaby.com. Spirituality, creativity, the paranormal, the metaphysical, the supernatural. That's thepixiebaby.com. My guest tonight, who honestly I wasn't aware of, well, my guest tonight is Elizabeth Saint. How are you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm hanging in there. I uh, got got six inches of snow. The kids had a snow day today, so I'm a little out out to lunch. I guess is the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you located? Western Pennsylvania. I was just I'm right up the oh, road okay. from where we oh, met. Okay. And okay, nice. so okay. So let's tell that brief story for a second. It was mm-hmm. me and my wife had been there for a couple hours. Well, I guess an hour and a half or whatever it was before we walked in to see you. And um, I as we were walking down the hall because you were down a separate hallway. I said, okay, we're just going to hit these last few rooms over here. I'm done, tired of, you know, I'm just done, ready to go home. And she looks at me and says, okay. It was her idea to go. I'm blaming her in the first place. (laughs) So I said, okay, you take the people on this side of the hall, and I'll take the people on the other side of the hall. And you were on the other side of the hall. So I ran my mouth as much as I could to uh, Clay, who was across the hall. And I noticed that she still was dragging her feet. So I said, okay. So she finally goes in the room you're in. And then I hear all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I know that show. And then I hear, I can't remember exactly what you said, but there was this moment of when I walked in the room of some kind of swear word that I'm not going to repeat on the air because it was just hilarious because, you know, you were talking talking to her, and you, I think you said shit. And I went, I looked up, and, I, and she, you just started laughing, which was just funny. <laughs> so... <laughs> Cause you were I telling love her, hearing your perspective of this story. Because <laughs> you were telling her how you knew the show, and then all of a sudden I just hear shit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is priceless. So, oh, man. So I guess I'm glad we finally got around. To, well, I'm glad that I finally got around to having you on, first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So let's get the easy one out of the way. Where people know you from majority majority the majority of people know you from easy for me to say yeah uh, which, which is the the ghost of Shepherdstown yes so give me I I have moment of full and honest disclosure I cut the cord last January and I haven't seen it so don't hate me oh no that's fine so but go ahead and give my listeners a brief overview of what's going on out with that 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, so at the time, um, I was actually working for the Department of Defense uh, as an electrical engineer. And uh, I was also working with a group, Maryland Paranormal Research. And that's kind of how they found me for the show uh, was through my team, Maryland Paranormal Research. And I was reached out to by Chief King to see if I was interested in coming to investigate the town and kind of see why there was this sudden increase of activity in the town. And he knew Nick from, uh, you know, from the shows that he had done in the past and reached out to him as well. But they really wanted to get um, a couple local investigators involved. So they picked up me and then they picked up uh, Bill from his group, Greater Maryland Paranormal Society. And that, I mean, and that's how we kind of started investigating in Shepherdstown. It, it was honestly a wonderful experience, too, because it was the first time in my life that I got to really investigate an entire town. I was going to say, excuse the novelist question here, but the entire town? Yeah, yeah, really, the entire town. Uh, and, and it's odd, too, because I always had heard about, you know, Harper's Ferry in the D.C. area being very haunted. Um, most of my cases I worked on were in Maryland, a little bit in Northern Virginia, but we didn't really go out to West Virginia often. Uh, oh, wait, I have a moment of truth. I can't blame you. Oh, wait. Yeah. I have I mean, some friends that live in West Virginia, <laughs> and they're going to hate me for saying that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I always heard about Harper's Ferry, but honestly, I had never heard of Shepherdstown before they reached out to me. And it was, honestly afterwards it's like such a shame because it really is the oldest town in west virginia there's so much history at that location uh, and it was just an amazing experience altogether yeah it seems like i, I did some research on the town which caught my eye so it's an interesting place and i didn't i guess i didn't realize it was the oldest town in west virginia which you just told me i guess my research was faulty at best so <laughs> yeah <laughs> So that, that makes it that make well makes an interesting place. So the town. So like in in places like in in buildings or just out on the streets. I guess is my last question for acting like an idiot tonight. Oh, for like where we actually investigated. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it really depended. A lot of the buildings were very historic. Um, there were a couple of residences involved as well. And then there were, of course, places that I wish we had gone, but unfortunately we didn't get the chance to. There's always those places, though. I'm sure you've realized that through the course of doing this oh, and doing absolutely. that. And... So, I mean, I feel like the laundry list gets longer <laughs> and longer and longer. If I ever get to England or Ireland, I may never leave because all these people have plans for me. So... You've got to come see this castle. You've got to come. There? Never been. I've got oh, to go see this castle or that castle. Or... It's so beautiful over there, too. And the, the frets of taking me to a pub and getting me to tell them the truth, I don't know. I don't understand that one. That's, but... how, they're, that's <laughs> how they're going to keep you there. They're just going to get you drunk. <laughs> oh, sorry. I missed your flight again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> we'll get back on booking you another one. Oh. <laughs> Of course, there are places in America that people would probably do that to me too. So, <laughs> so let's go back. Let's go back in time before the show. When did when did you start like uh, poking around with the paranormal? Uh, well, I had experiences all my life since I was a little girl. Uh, but honestly, I spent the majority of my life trying to ignore them. 
And it really wasn't until I moved down to the Washington, D.C. area for a job with the DOD that I started getting into the field because I had moved into this apartment in Northern Virginia that just had a ton of activity. And it really got to the point where I just, I needed for myself to figure out what was going on and just to validate these experiences better. Um, So that's when I reached out to Maryland Paranormal Research and started working with them. Yeah, I, well, I started my own group, but that's here or there. Cons and pros to all the stuff that we could, well, we could fight about for days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing on that journey, I guess, is the easy question to ask at this point. Do you feel any closer to any answers, or do you still have more questions than answers? No, you know, I really am a strong believer that, you know, the more I learn in life, just in general, the more questions I have and the more I realize I don't really know anything. Uh, So I think that's kind of the beauty in all this, too, is uh, there's definitely leaps and bounds that need to be made in the field. And I like that challenge. And I think I would love to just get to a place where we we have more answers. Me too, but I think we're going to keep having more questions for a while. Um, I agree. Before we get into the, well, the nuts, well, I don't want to say nuts and bolts because that's kind of cliche, but my boy, Germantown runner, who loves asking these weird questions because that's what he does, wants me to ask you if, if you ever investigated in Frederick, Maryland. Oh, no, I have not, but I love Frederick, Maryland. I have some friends that live there, and actually, my friend that lives there said that um, he would like to go investigating with me, so... I feel like that's the perfect opportunity to do so. Yeah, I mean, as I always joke, do you ever really switch off? I mean, you may not have the equipment with you. You may not have all the stuff with you, but do you ever stop investigating? No. (laughs) I think, no, I don't think any of us do. We're just all a little crazy. (laughs) Do you think we could get in there? No. I, I know. What are you doing? What are you doing? We're so all trying crazy. to have go out to dinner. What are you doing? I know. That is so that is that can't be more true though. You'll just be it'll be a normal day, you're just driving down the road and you pass a place that catches your eye, you do a double take, you're like wow, you know what? I would love to investigate that location right there, right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's in there? Why am I drawn to it? My favorite is the yeah, like the a lot of the, questions. These dilapidated old houses, you know, the ones that you see on Facebook all the time, would you stay here for a million dollars? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. long as you can promise me I'm not going through the floor at, like, you know, two stories up the way to the basement, yeah. Exactly. Other than that, what's a little molder asbestos or killing yourself? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> bad. Oh, man. As I get myself in continual trouble, which is fine because I seem to do that a lot. <laughs> I'll, I'll save that for me. Uh, I'll save. I'll try to keep you steer you from from saying anything that will cause you um, <laughs> great peril. Good luck, great good luck on my part, right? Now the the thing that yeah. cut, the thing that caught my eye that really mm-hmm. gets gets me going because this seems to be the question that I get asked all the time, and I really yeah. don't have a good answer for it. And you seem yeah. to be the person to talk to about this because you're more into more inclined intelligently and understand these things is about gadgets. Yeah. I mean, I see you make some. So, well, first, give me the website where people can find your gadgets at before we forget and totally blow all over that. Yeah, ghostlygadgets.com. Um, I think like my first four are up there, and I stopped posting um, recently. 
but because I've been like working on everything like a mad woman. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, actually, it it all started from working with Nick on Ghost of Shepherdstown. Uh, he was filming Paranormal Lockdown that fall, and he said to me, you know, like, why don't you make me something for the show? Like, you're an engineer. And honestly, I was just, <laughs> at first I was like, man, like, I have been doing the paranormal for a very long time, and I have not made, like, one piece of equipment that's really lame, A, and B, I need to get on that. So, um, so yeah, that I made the e-box for season one, which was in the Franklin Castle episode. And um, I, I just have been doing it ever since. And recently I've been experimenting a lot more and trying to, trying to get into things that aren't done in the paranormal field yet. Or if they are, they're probably kept under wraps or something. <laughs> well, um, well, tell me a little bit more about the e-box, because obviously, like I said earlier, I haven't seen it. So give me a yeah, brief rundown. So um, he was trying to communicate with the the there were apparently um, children's spirits at that location, and so he said to me, you know, could you make me something to communicate with them? So my crazy mind says to me, I don't know why, like old creepy location. I'm just gonna make like something that resembles like a jack in a box in a sense. So I made really like this old wooden box. And I, I made it to be a very simple communication device, just uh, as a Y, N, G, and H on the top, painted, three yes, no, goodbye, in each of the four corners. Hold on, hold on, and I hold, wanted to experiment hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a, hold on a second. Okay, good. I was going to say, I, I'm going to call you right back because Skype just decided to be an idiot. So just hold on just a second. Call, answer my call and I'll call you back. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> And see if this works like it did last week. Man, I gotta quit saying I never had issues with Skype. That's just the stupidest thing I ever did. Let's see. If Hello. You sound much better now. Oh, that's you, great. You, the uh, must be talking about electronic things. Uh, you know, upset Skype engineers because they don't understand what. Oh wait, I just said I wasn't going to do so this. That is so funny. <laughs> I just said I wasn't going to do that. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's not upset them further. They might boot us off. Yeah, probably. My internet will probably disconnect for some non-apparent reason or something. Blame the TSA. Oh. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, so, but we're back now. Yeah, we're back now. We're better than ever All now. Right. So. So, um, so I wanted to experiment with capacitive sensing. So if anything different than the dielectric of air came in the vicinity of one of the corners, you didn't even have to touch the box, just if something changed. Um, it would trigger an audio file. And the funniest thing about this box is that it's actually a recording of my own voice that comes out of the box and says, yes, no, hello, or goodbye. But it's, it, like, it's creepy. It's incredibly creepy. Like, no child would want to play with this because I, I laid down a track of just a monotone, like, yes. And then I did a, a duplicate track over top of that, layered, that was like a distorted, darker version of my voice. And it just comes out like multiple voices. Like it, it sounds like it would come from a horror movie. And I'm thinking to myself after I give it to Nick, like no child is going to want to communicate with this thing. I'd be terrified. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm still attached to it. I really love it. I, I mean, it just has a creepiness factor to it. See, I'm, I'm picking a child's toy like a ball, 
<laughs> I, know. I know, it's very twisted. I don't know what was wrong with me. I've I have I've transcended from that though. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you've even seen the weird. I, I'm just going to say weird. I have another word that I'd like to use, but I'll just say weird. Mm -hmm. The K2s with the teddy bear. Oh, my God. Aren't those so creepy? I think they're creepy. I pick, I'm picking to myself. I, um, my child had a, a bear that, like, you pushed the one paw and you got ABC and the other side was letters. And, and the chest had the kind of the old uh, Simon Says kind of thing. I with mean, the that different makes colors. Sense to me. Yeah, that makes uh, uh, sense. That yeah, that's a cool toy. I get it. That would work. I, it's creepy enough when the bear starts counting by itself and nobody's in the room with it. But. <laughs> I know. I know. Like that. Uh, that would freak me out. I don't know. They're just trying to freak everybody out at this point. I think that's really what it is. Well, freaking people out's a good thing, though. Well, especially for TV. Mm, that, that's true. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, for TV, it's probably a good thing. Not, not not necessarily for radio, but, you know, we can't have everything. I don't know how I could freak people out in here. I don't know. If that bear started counting down randomly in the middle of our conversation, I think I'd be a little freaked out. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, I've decided to take the batteries out of that, so it'd be really good right now. <laughs> wow, that would be perfect. I, I was going to say, actually, there'd probably be a lot of dead air because you'd hang up and I'd probably be in a different room. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. no, not really. As much as I like to say that, I'd be probably sitting here doing an interview with the bear trying to get to talk the rest of the night. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, now that you've kind of made a few of these different things, it sounds like mm -hmm. the process has probably got better, I'm assuming, from taking it from yeah. an idea to... Absolutely. I... It's definitely got better for me anyways. It's definitely been a learning process. Um... I'm really excited about the phase that I'm currently in right now. And I, I really hope to get everything actually in people's hands by the end of the year is really my goal to have a couple of things ready. Um, but I want it, I want it to be different than what's out in the field currently, which is, you know, no one really knows what their devices are made of. No one really knows what goes into them. It's like all a top secret top secret thing, but I want to be purely open source. I want people to have schematics that I use, code, if any code was used. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, um, that's And I would love to do that to grow, to grow the field more. Because someone could take that. They could take my device and, and tweak it if they wanted to or make it better. And I, I think that that's important to move forward in the field. And Paul from Phoenix says hello. I'm just going to drop that there for Hi, you. Hi, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to drop that there for you before I get too much further. Because if I didn't do that now, you know, I'd forget. I'm good for that. Um, no, but I, sometimes people ask me what apps I use in my investigation. I just look at them like they're full of something. I don't yeah. even want my phone any, well, anywhere near my investigation. But it's always there because I take it because I'm, you know, need a phone. Yeah. In case something crazy goes on. I hear, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Some people have told me some crazy stories. I don't know really. I don't really know what to make of it sometimes in, in terms of apps on the phone. Um, some people really swear by them. Yeah, I swear by the one that has the little girl that you could put in the background of the pictures, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's funny. I mean, that is also the sad, the sad part about it all, too, is like it's really gotten to a point where... You know, people send you pictures all the time, and you're like, it means nothing to you anymore. 
because you're so numbed by the fact that there's so much fake stuff put out there. Do you know what I mean? People still oh they probably send you stuff. They stop sending me stuff after a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I don't really know how this is taken or under what conditions or what camera you used or if it was just like a slow shutter speed issue or maybe it's just like a reflection of something. I mean, I don't know. Or maybe you did some great Photoshop. I think like that's the first thing that comes to my mind, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you the story because I, I, it's been a while since I told okay. you. Okay. That way, if anybody's itching to send me a picture, at least they'll know not to do this. Because this is probably... <laughs> so somebody sends me a single shot from a cemetery in snow with this mist in it. And I'm thinking, oh, this is special. It's probably somebody breathing. <laughs> and they insured me up, up, down, and sideways. No, nobody was breathing. And I went, okay. Can you send me some more pictures from that evening then so I can just kind of get a grip of what's going on around you? Yeah. And I said, is there, was there anything else strange that night? No, no. So I, I get these, they send me like 15 pictures, okay. So I, one one catches my eye, and I send back, was anybody smoking that night? No, we don't smoke during investigations. And then sure enough, in that one picture that caught my eye, there was a hand with a cigarette, but there was no mist. Oh, because, my so God. I, I cropped the hand with the cigarette and sent it back and said, don't waste my time. Wow. That's <laughs> right, Jim. You send that message. You send it powerfully. <laughs> And I'm pretty that sure I lost some listeners over that one, but I don't care. Oh, man. But that's, I mean, that's... We caught you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> just say, maybe, maybe you know, we, we're a team of smokers. Just, it could have happened. Just entertain the possibility, that's all. Just say maybe. I don't know. I don't say no, nobody was smoking that night, and then send me a picture. Yeah. You probably took hundreds of you. pictures that night, and you send me the one with the guy smoking in it? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I mean... So I, sometimes Photoshop doesn't even do it for me anymore. And that's the big problem. No, because really I'm is. a visual person. Like EVPs yeah. don't do it for me because I don't hear them that well or at all. Yeah. So visual, you know, video pictures, I'm all, you know, that's what I need. That's what I want to go with. And right. Anymore, man. It's hard to hard to see anything, believe anything. That's true. Man, we are just like bumming everybody out with this conversation. <laughs> So, so how much paranormal uh, equipment's going on eBay tonight is what the question is. What I want to know. None of it. I am a woman on a mission. <laughs> well, not for you, but for everybody this else. This is the turning point. <laughs> we got to give people hope now. <laughs> well, okay. So what's what's okay? Let's let's turn it to the other point here. What kind of equipment? So this is the one of the one I was telling you. The, the question is, what kind of equipment should I be using, man? Should you be using? Yeah. Oh, what do you use now? Well, I haven't. I truthfully haven't. I've only investigated like twice in the last two years or three years. So really, yeah. Do you miss it? No. Really yeah. interesting. Well, as we kind of alluded to earlier, I get the daily people asking questions. Doing I do the show that keeps me kind of you know, right? Overly engaged in all sorts of different other things. So yeah. Do I miss sitting in the dark for hours on end? No. <laughs> Sometimes, but not. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, that's true. Man, okay. we're still bumming people out. <laughs> what kind of conversation is this? A good one, oh apparently. My God. Oh, this is hysterical. Well, because I I use I like my camera, and it's a 
Nikon something. That's what I use. And I okay. actually set it up to take pictures every 30 seconds and just leave it sit somewhere. Okay. That's what I like to do. Gets a little monotonous. Gets a little monotonous well? going back through. It worked once. Really? <laughs> Out of the wow. 25 investigations or so I had it for. But wow. is that is that good or is that, I mean, is it? I don't know. I mean, if it was <laughs> compelling, if it was compelling, I mean, honestly, I would say that was good because it means you probably discredited a lot of things in those hundreds, thousands of photos that you took. <laughs> thousands, yeah. Thousands, Every 30 yeah, seconds thousands. over a couple Tens hours. Of thousands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goes quick. So, I mean, I would say that that's good, depending on what kind of picture you captured. A strange, a strange shadow, but I had the grid up there, too, so it was kind of cool. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But other than that, thousands of um, images that you could replace one with the other. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So what, what, what do you like to use on investigation? Um... That doesn't involve my equipment. Um, I I do like using um, a digital recorder. A lot of times I will live listen with that. I do have a like one of the one of the melmeters that has all like the bells and whistles, I guess. And then I and then I think to myself later, like I don't even use half the stuff on this <laughs> on this device in the first place. I think I just purely like to use it for the REM function. Um, but that's only ever worked at really serious places. And then, of course, you have to think about all the external stimuli that could possibly be setting it off in the first place. Um, anyways, I feel like this is just definitely getting to be a downer conversation. <laughs> but recently, no, recently I really, I've really been, especially the past few months, just honing in on making my own equipment and, and experimenting with it on investigations to try and figure out what works best, what doesn't work, what I should focus on. Um, but I, I mean, I've definitely, the, the, the issue is I definitely had like sensitive experiences my whole life. I love just going in and, and having my own experience. But I also, at the same time, am compelled to validate those experiences, you know, eventually with data and science. And because I, I really don't want the paranormal just to be considered some fringe pseudoscience forever, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It needs to progress somewhere, either yeah, totally to the fringe and forget about science or go. It's at that yeah. point where it needs to go one way or the other. Yeah, I, I hear you. Tipping tables and all that fun stuff, or take some, take yeah, some I mean, stuff I seriously. love, I love some table tipping. I'm not gonna lie. The <laughs> first time I did it, I was total skeptic too. I'm not even gonna lie. I, my friend said to me, Hans, he says to me, you know, Elizabeth, you really got to do table tipping with me. I'm like, oh come on, like, all right. I guess eventually I'll do it with you. We ended up doing a, a, a horror film in the fall together in England, and. Uh, he says to me one night after we were filming, he's like, you want to do some table tipping? I'm like, fine, Jesus. Okay, we'll do some table tipping. <laughs> so we grab, like, two other people from production, and we go into this, like, dark room. It's, like, really historic, you know, hangar type of facility building. Um, and uh, it was an old base, military base. And we're sitting in the dark with these candles lit. I'm, taking my, I'm like, yawning, thinking to myself, like, when do I go to bed? Uh, <laughs> 
And we do, like, energy passing and protect ourselves mentally. And then he asked a question. And all of a sudden, the table, like, I, I'm not even key. It didn't, like, just move a little bit. It slid, like, all the way to the left. And immediately, like, I'm on alert. And I am looking down at everyone's fingers, like, like a hawk. I'm looking at everyone's feet. I'm like, someone's moving this thing. Someone's got to be moving this thing. I, did, I just didn't believe it. I still didn't believe it. And we, I started asking more questions, and it was crazy. I was like, this is blowing my mind, and this is kind of awesome at the same time. And the other two people were just as surprised. They had never done it before either. And even at one point, because I was skeptical about Hans, at one point he left to go to the bathroom, and we still continued, and it was still moving. And, it, and uh, we asked one question where it slid all the way to the complete position where Hans would have been. And, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I could talk about it forever and ever and just ramble on. It would make no sense. All I'm saying is that I've tried it, and I think it's pretty cool. Those are the best <laughs> paranormal stories, by the way. The ones that make no sense. That really have no start or no ending. You just kind of tell a little bit of it because you know there's more that you want to tell, but... I see the images flashing through my head and the whole story, and if I could project that, it would make more sense. <laughs> I was talking today about writing a book about some of these experiences that I've had. Some of the really strange, not like investigation things, but some of the strange things that have went along with it. Yeah. And then the person replies, are you going to send that as a fiction book or a non-fiction book? And I said, well, if I have to put it out there as fiction because of protect the in or protect the guilty in some of these stories, I imagine I'd have to change some of this stuff up a little bit. Wow. So I don't get sued. That's some, crazy. Some people, That's so crazy to think about. Some people are rather stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they would know who they were. And especially when I put that. <laughs> oh, man. Couple more followers gone. <laughs> this might be the last show ever, and I'm going to have... Oh, no, it won't be. <laughs> Just more hate mail than normal. That's okay. I like it. Um, oh, my God. So my late bait... Late... Start over. Late night debate question of the night. I think I asked okay. a question about this last week, which would be two in a row, which means it becomes a trend and I should probably stop. But um, you mentioned table tipping. I've got... You know, everybody in the world loves this question. What about the Ouija board? Oh, yeah, the Ouija board. I feel like they're very different for some reason. Uh, the energy is just very different, at least in my experience. But the Ouija board, it's so strange. I mean, i never done the Ouija board up until Shepherdstown. And then, I mean, you didn't see it, but we had this one episode where um, apparently they in the past used this Ouija board to communicate with this little girl spirit named Anne. And they thought it would be a good idea if we used uh, the Ouija board again to communicate with Anne, since that's how, you know, the people of the house communicate with, with her the first time. And I was like, guys, you know, I don't really feel comfortable. I don't really want to get into that stuff. Not to mention, I know I'll probably get reamed out by everybody on the Internet, but <laughs> I was just not. I just didn't want to do it. And then Nick goes to me, well, he's like, you know, there was this episode on Ghost Adventures, and I, I did it, and it was okay. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, you know, you should just do it. And I was like, oh, fine, guys, I'll just do it. Just get it over with. <laughs> and it 
was like weird. I don't know. It was it was weird. I I didn't. I still didn't feel comfortable about it. I don't think I would ever really do it again. I don't. I just don't know why. It's just not my thing. I guess. I think so many people, regardless of whether it's a good thing or not, I think so many people have put energy into it that it's so bad that they've probably manifested something that pops out of it if anyone uses it anyways, which sounds totally crazy, but I really feel like some like some tulpas like formed from the Ouija board now because so many people have had terrible, crazy experiences from it. I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe you should make an electronic one. Oh, wait, we have that. It's called the ghost box, probably, huh? Yeah, I actually, um, I started entertaining that idea recently, but just because I was inspired by Stranger Things, and I want to make that. Oh, I, I, I forgot my favorite Ouija board joke at this point. You'll love this one. I, ha- I, oh, personally, okay. I personally hate the Ouija board because I hate the spell. You hate the what? I hate the spell. I don't like the spell words, so I just hate the Ouija board because it gives me letters at a time and just too much work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Too much work. I just need the instant gratification. Just tell me what. Just tell me what you want me to hear. Good grief! Just don't tell me it. what you want to say. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, now we have, um, you know, the geo box and the and the portal and they Is just that- talk to you. Is that where we're headed? Could, could we act? I mean, I, see, so I, I think mean, somebody's already trying this. I don't, so I don't want to give the the product away. But the the actual drug straight communication without having all the clicks and the pops and the bangs. Yeah, I think it is. I think it definitely is headed that direction. I mean, all the filtering that you could go through to get to that point, it, it wouldn't take too much. But I definitely think they're getting to that that place. Well, look at this. I mean, I don't I don't know how they make their devices though either. I've always been tempted to just get one and do like a product breakdown, but then I'd probably get sued. <laughs> <laughs> well, just don't do it online. Yeah, I know, but I I like transparency though. I well, really do, and I feel I, I, like there should be some. I was going to say I know there's videos out there how to make them, so I guess that Oh, to an extent, yeah. I mean, you can probably pick up an old Radio Shack radio and just a little snip here, a little snip there, and then you got yourself like a, you know, a scanning box. If you could still find a Radio Shack radio. Hey, you can. I've looked recently, out of curiosity. (laughs) Stupid, stupid story moment here. I bought myself an FM transmitter so I could play my music around, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's got like half mile radius, whatever. So then I'm like, okay, so I bought this thing. It's great. Now I need a radio, an FM mm-hmm. radio. I had, I literally had to go like the five stores to find a pocket FM radio. Are you kidding? No, I'm like this That's is turning crazy. this is turning into a nightmare. I thought I had this great idea, so I didn't have to drag my phone around. I could leave it in the house on the Wi-Fi and go mow the yard, whatever I want to do. And have this FM radio, so if I drop it, you know. It happens. I'm out a few no. bucks instead of my breaking my phone, you know, a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Man, it was a nightmare. But I found one. We're good. I That's, guess. wow. So. Man, mm. everything's just changing so fast. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Which, is. which can be a good thing, can be a bad thing, but. 
It can be good and can be bad. I'm really interested lately in exploring old tech and doing like what? something new with it. Like what? I, I don't know. Speaking of, like, scanners, I started looking into the old radio scanners, like super old radio scanners. Like They're, police, I mean, like police scanners, radios, like that kind yeah, of radio? Yeah, like the really, really old ones. They had, like, these strange plates. I watched a video, these plates that they'd, like, insert into the back sometimes to get the right frequency. And then, um, I, I don't know, it's just so archaic looking. I'm like, I kind of want to play around with this. I think I'm going to get one. I don't know where I'll go with it. And boy, here, here we go. If we didn't lose all our listeners <laughs> in West Virginia earlier, I'm going to do it right now. You need a CB radio. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. <laughs> oh. A bunch of truckers. Oh, I just did it. Okay. I Too know, late. I know. Too late now. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Don't hate me because it's true. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I mean, I've been up since like 4 a.m., so I'm like half half loopy, half wired. So you'll crash hard tonight is what you're telling me. Yeah, probably. Well, we've been talking about future things. So what what does the future hold for you besides building weird things? Uh, currently, I am... I am... I, I guess I am busy. Uh, no, I, I'm currently in production. Um, hopefully there's some announcement soon about all that. <laughs> and then uh, I have a bunch of events lined up for 2017. Uh, and then just continuing to develop my devices. That's that's really my life this year. You mean I'm actually early on something? Normally I'm like 10 months late. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Last to know. <laughs> oh, sure. I'd love to have you on to talk about that project. And then by the time I do, because, you know, met you in the I fall. Know. Oh, yeah, this will be great. We'll talk about that. We so. filmed Ghost of Shepherdstown a year and a half ago. It's so weird to think about. But literally a year and a half ago. See? Well, it takes time to you get it all You are a year and a half late. <laughs> Always, like I said. So... <laughs> Book me, have me book you again a year and a half in the future. We could talk about this project after it's already been done enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be perfect. So you're 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 <laughs> you're out running the circuit. So have, how does that? How do you how do you enjoy doing that? I know I have my like I said I was there for an hour and a half. And I was just crispy like toast and yeah. done and ready to get out there. I I mean I. The best thing about it, honestly, is really meeting everybody that comes to the events. Um, you get to put a lot of names to faces, and at the same time, uh, a lot of times you have really great speakers. You get to get people's different perspectives in the field, what they're working on, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and then you just make a lot of great connections, and I and I've really enjoyed getting to know the paranormal community. Um, and I mean, prior to this, I, I really kept, you know, this whole aspect of my life on under wraps because as, as an en- engineer, um, it was kind of, anytime I mentioned the paranormal to one of my coworkers, they'd look at me like, what, you can't possibly believe in this stuff. Right. And I'd be, and then I, you know, bite my tongue and be like, okay, I guess I'm not talking to them about this anymore. 
Um, and I can't tell you how many people, when the show came out, like friends, family, were like, is this for real? Or do you, are you really into the paranormal? And I'm like, yeah, this is for real. I've been like, you know, investigating for the past seven years. And uh, it's been always very much so a part of my life. And what I've loved about the paranormal community is just like, everybody can relate. Like we all have stories as to what got us into the field. Even if you have no story at all and that intrigue is there, there's just something that's kind of all brought us together and we're all on this search for something else. And we all have a lot of questions that we'll probably never get answers to. But, like, something still drives us to, like you said, sit in a room for, you know, (laughs) eight hours and not get anything sometimes. (laughs) But I, I don't know. I, that, that's really been the best part about going around to all these places and, and going to haunted locations that I just would have never had the opportunity to go to before. And that brings me to this near, next weird half-witted question that I used to make fun of people for asking this, but I'm going to ask you because you've traveled a little bit more and have a great knowledge of these things. So if I could quote-unquote, golden ticket you to investigate somewhere, anywhere, anywhere in the world, give you full access, where would it be? I was asked this question this morning, and um, it really is the the one place I would love to investigate, and that's my childhood home. Hands down, like, out of anywhere else, because that's the root of everything for me, and that's where it all kind of started, and I had the most traumatic experiences. I would love to investigate my childhood home. I think that would be really interesting. Um, And I I did like a, I don't know if I, were you in my talk at the, no, no, you weren't. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) Um, So I, I kind of, I did this tricky thing. I, I reached out to four or five um, psychic medium, remote viewers, whatever, people that I knew in the field that were quite good. So I, I sent them, I found an old picture of the room that I used to live in from when the house uh, went on the market to be sold. And I I sent this picture out to five different people. And I said to me, I have this new case um, that I've taken on. Can you tell me if you pick up anything from this location? And it floored me because they all picked up on some aspect or some experience that I had at that location specifically in my bedroom, they named the the two spirits that would come around often. They named like the the person that um, that lived at this location would like sleepwalk a lot. It seems like there's a portal at the edge of the bed, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my god! Like, I mean, when I was a kid, I would dream about this portal at the edge of my bed, and this guy would come through and always talk about how he was going to get me one day. And um, he would knock things off my dresser all the time and move my bed when I was sleeping at night. And uh, and they just, like, started telling me all these things, and it was just validating my experiences for me. And two of them actually told me flat out, like, this is your childhood home. This, I mean, this is where you used to live. And I was just, like, so floored. But it had me thinking to myself, I would love to go back to that location and just do a full-on investigation. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking. Very strange. Do you knock on the door? Do you just blah blah blah? <laughs> I don't, I mean, maybe. 
not even go the paranormal investigation route. Just be like, hey, I lived here when I was a kid. I'd just like to poke around for a minute. Like, I've seen it on just a TV leave show the somewhere. House for five or six hours, please. <laughs> I, I left some money in a wall. I need you to leave. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Well, we just completely remodeled. We didn't find any money. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's when I go in with the black mask. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! That'd be bad. That'd People. be fun, though. <laughs> and then you just show up randomly. Is it too soon for a joke about repossession at this point? Oh. No. <laughs> Never mind. It probably is. Um. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, that's uh, really funny. Out of all the people, you're the first to answer it that way, so that's good. I like doing that. Cool. So, as we're, well, geez, we got 15 minutes left. We better find some good stuff to talk about here. Um, Before we lose our last person. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on by a thread. No, there's still people around the, actually around the world listening to us, which is just still oh, amazing. Nice. And well, I never see some of Yes, we do. <laughs> and for those that we lost earlier that might be coming back someday in the future, we love you too. Yeah. Didn't mean to offend you. If you're that thin-skinned, I mean... I, I don't think we offended anyone. <laughs> well, I might have. But that's here. Uh, of course, I do that often. Uh, don't be don't be too bothered. It's not you, it's me. Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um. How, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of the show for a minute, because I always find okay. this interesting. Like from like when you show up to start filming an A episode to when you leave, how long? Like give give me the walk through that stuff. Uh, so each case we took on, uh, on average, took about a week. So, yeah, I mean each location we were there for a significant amount of time, and I think that. What I found that was really interesting about the dynamic of the show was I did notice that when we were at locations longer for an extended period of time, it it really did seem like the activity increased. And I, I really, I strongly attribute that to the fact that a lot of times spirits like need to get used to your energy and used to you being at the location, you're a new person. Uh, so I, I did notice that when the town and as the town as a whole got used to us, it it was really interesting because I felt like no matter where we went in that town, there was always somebody willing to talk to us. Yeah, especially as you get there more often, people start right. to know you and start to open up. I exactly. Your quotes on open up. That's true. What am I doing here? Yeah. Um. But we were there for a few months. It was summertime. And I think the more appropriate topic to talk about out of that is, especially those people that go into a place one time, in fact, they know it is just ridiculous to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, especially when you're doing a house and you don't, when does the furnace kick on? What does that make? I don't know. It sounds good. Must be that I demon know, I just yeah. caught in the basement. <laughs> I heard, I gotta tell you this story. Oh my gosh. Uh-oh. I had someone tell me this story about a paranormal team that, that came into their home, and 
I swear, like, some people just want to terrify other people. They came into their home, they did an investigation, they came up from the basement, and they were like, um, by the way, we just want to let you know that you you have two demons downstairs in your basement. And I'm thinking to myself, why in the world would you say something like that to somebody? They live in that house. They have to sleep there at night, regardless of there's demons or not. You can't be just going around saying, oh, you got two demons in the basement, and then leave. <laughs> Based off what? I mean, you've been down there for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, like you were saying, that probably happens more. That probably, that's probably happened somewhere. Oh my god! Tonight. Yeah. That's the same part. Probably. Oh man. It, it, it's it's funny, but it's not because. I was say, if, if you've done that, crazy. told somebody they have a demon in their basement, just unsubscribe. I mean, at that point, the people are they're going to start ending up having a demon because they're they're so convinced that they have one. Yeah, and start getting paranoid and. Oh, oh, that is the worst. I feel my heart really goes out to people when they're under like stressful circumstances like that. And it doesn't help if people just come in and be like, yeah, you have all of this stuff going on in your home and then leave. Or what bothers me even worse is for a small fee, we'll take care of this, this stuff for you. Oh, that drives me, that drives me batty. But oh my God. To it each is so their own. Funny. Yeah. So you said you could have, I guess this is probably one of the last, well, it's got to be one of the last questions because we're getting out of time. Um, what do you think about psychics and mediums? I mean, you said you've kind of had some experiences throughout your life, but you're a tech person, so yeah. this is going to kind of be this fine land experience. It, it really is for me. Um, it's really been a battle for me throughout my life. You know, the side of me that is sensitive and has these very subjective experiences and then the side of me that's very logical and wants, you know, scientific explanation for those experiences. And I, I think that's kept me balanced and a little crazy, which is great. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you know, I definitely think that there, without, hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, there are people that possess the ability of being psychics and mediums. Um, just in my experience, I, I don't think there's as many as there they claim to be, I guess. Um, but I've definitely come across people that are, without a doubt, very legitimate. Yeah. Well, this is just true of any of these people, though. Yeah. Exorcists, demonologists, mediums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, we can go to Vista Print tonight. Great company, by the way. Um, great business card, <laughs> but... Um, doesn't mean what people put on them is great, but. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, I I love getting readings. I, I always have for as long as I can remember. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're on the boardwalk or just, you know, some some shop downtown or wh wherever you are, out, out in the farmlands. I've been to them all. <laughs> but I just like going through the process to see, to really scout them out, if that makes sense. I, I, I mean, and I'm always floored when you come across people that are very, legitimate and very just very good and they tell you intimate details about your life that you haven't told a soul and um i think that's really great i i mean it just it it makes it better to know that there's real people out there that are doing their thing you know yeah and i i, I again 
hopefully we start to um, separate the oil and the water, I guess is probably not the analogy I'm going for, but it's the one I have at I the tip of mean. my mind. Yeah. Yeah. As we start to I mean, see people and deal with people, and hopefully. I think that people are really at a point in their life where they just want the truth. They want, they really want to know the truth about things and they're tired of the BS and uh, like people aren't stupid, you know? <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> yeah. I think we all act like idiots sometimes, but, um, but you know, I, I think, you know, you, you can't patronize people and uh, I definitely think that people would just want something real. Yeah, There's just so much, so much stuff. Look at this. What kind of conversation is this, Jim? I don't know. Totally, uh, totally off the rails. Totally. I feel like we should go out for coffee sometime. <laughs> we could probably, probably be a great time. Just us being all down in the dumps. <laughs> us being. I'm a very positive person. Yes, yeah, that has shined through this conversation really well, <laughs> which kind of bounces the tone and the, the topics a lot out. It kind of works. Oh, my God. Oh, no, it's great. So, <laughs> as we, well, like I said, we got a few minutes left here. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how I want to end this because we've been so all over the place and all scattered and not so really and positive as positive as some well, some get really positive and some eh, anyways they get away from me but well, okay so what, what, I, I got the question here so for those people out there trying to build their gadgets or gizmos or whatever they want to call them I know you call them gadgets but you know some people out there think they're going to be the next great thing what, mm-hmm. what, what advice would you give somebody out there who's trying to put some piece of paranormal equipment together uh I would definitely visit, you know, the open source sites. Um, So I guess what a lot of people don't know is I I still work as an engineer um, part-time because that's all I I really have time for anymore. But I I work for a company called Sparkfun Electronics. And the great thing about my company is you can get all the components you need there. Uh, But at the same time, like, we have a ton of tutorials that range from beginner to advanced. And um, you could really get into it and experiment with sensors and experiment with audio and whatever your heart desires, um, you'd be able to just tinker with. And and I think it's really fantastic. So I'd say to anyone that wants to get into that realm of it all, um, that would be the place that I would go. And there's there's other uh, sources like it as well. But that would be really a starting point to getting into it. And before before we forget, because well, that's what I'm going to do. Is mm-hmm. where, where can people find you? I know you said that you have um, a bunch of events coming up and all that stuff. Let's get. I mean, yeah, point people in the uh, right direction. Elizabethsaint.com. Um, if you click on upcoming, you can see um, I've, I've started to update where I'll be in 2017. So um, if you're near me, come say hello. <laughs> And then uh, Twitter, I think, is at Elizabeth St. Underscore. And then you can find me on Facebook, too. And Instagram, if you want to, like, pass pictures back and forth. <laughs> and MySpace, she still has one. I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> I don't have a MySpace. I 
MySpace anymore, actually. Does that, is that still around? Is it still kicking? I don't know. It sounded yeah. good then, you know. Everyone's going to, like, <laughs> Google it now. Yeah, probably. And find a whole bunch of pictures you wish nobody knew about. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> we, we're both actually hoping right now that MySpace isn't existent. And they deleted all like, that stuff. Find it, cause <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, I imagine the account's still floating around there. I don't know if I ever got rid of it. I would hope they just delete the stuff after you want to I would hope so, too. But now I feel like I have to do a thorough search. I don't know what I put on there in my early 20s. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't keep track of these things. Well, Maybe me I either. should. I was going to say, too oh, late now. Well. Yeah, exactly. It's out there. Too People late. Find it. It's out there. Well, this has been <laughs> fun. Well, almost. well, it has been fun. fun. You know what? No, I've had a blast. <laughs> it has been fun. And uh, we will do it it's again. It's nice having a real conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the first one is real, too, which is kind of uh, sketchy. Yeah. And you caught me at that moment where I was already done. Yeah, you, you, were just, you just had it. I can only be I was like, I know of you guys. I know of you. I'm I so proud. I could only be so nice for so <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> well, you probably experience that more than I do, but test my patience. But I shouldn't be admitting <laughs> that to people. All right, well, mm -hmm. I'll let you get some sleep. Have some good success doing what you're doing, and um, we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And that's Elizabeth Saint. And we just, uh, seriously, that was just wonderful. All kidding aside, um, I think we've got some truth out there tonight. And speaking of truth, it is time for my directadlinks.com final thought. Directadlinks, directadlinks final thought, directadlinks.com. Don't run away yet. My final thought for the evening. And this is this is dicey. This is honestly dicey. I'm looking at my clock up here, Facebook Live. Uh, hello to everybody. I haven't been paying a single cent of attention to you. My final thought for the evening is um, I get these, I send out messages on Twitter to every new follower. What is your topic of interest? Paranormal, um, I forget what it says. But it's paranormal and some other keywords that I, I focus on around here. And every every week I get a bunch of brilliant answers back about their interests and I'm glad that, you know, we could connect and I could show, point them to a show, especially like the Missing 411 or Bigfoot or UFOs or any of this other stuff. No. There comes topics, I know this is hard to believe for everybody, there comes topics out there where I don't know. I just don't know them, I don't know enough about them. And then there are some people, once a month I'll get one of these idiots, who think I should know everything because I host this show, I've been hosting this show for five, six years now, I should know every topic known to man. And, well, I don't. And when they, you know, push me for an answer, I haven't had time to research it. I haven't talked about it. I don't know it. So if you run into a host that knows it all, listen to them. If you want the truth and, and honesty, you go back through my archives, you'll see there are nights where I talk about things. And if you listen to me next week, I'll say something completely, totally differently. Because I've taken the time and my worldviews have changed. That's what I want from you. Honesty. Thanks, gang. It's been fun. I think. Maybe. That's it. I've had enough. We're out.
Connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit TakeTwoRadio.com.